Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Chris Chapman, not Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace, although I can assure you they will be along very shortly. They were out at City National Arena for the first day of on-ice camp for the Golden Knights, and we ran into some technical difficulties. So uh, they were scheduled to do the show from City National. However, they are on their way here. So right now, Chris Chapman with you here inside. And this is going to be really weird because... I don't think I've ever actually had to do this for myself, but Chris Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. I got to do it like Ryan now. Home of the woo! I hope that woo was good enough for you guys. Um, yeah, so Ryan, Darren on their way here. I'm going to try to fill some time as they make the short drive from the beautiful City National Arena to the beautiful Lotus Studios here in, eh, not technically Summerlin, but close enough. Um, so, first day of the team on the ice. And I know there was a huge, huge fan reception. Um, kind of cool to see the guys back on the ice today. I know um, Darren and Ryan were really excited. The media was excited. I got to hear a little bit of Mark Stone and Zach Whitecloud. They sounded like they were excited to be back in Vegas. So, as we await the arrival of Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace, I'm going to give you guys a little taste of what transpired out at City National Arena this morning. As Mark Stone, he spoke to the media, and Ben Goats, not surprisingly, gets in the first question. Just kind of asked him what his day was like with the Stanley Cup. How was, how was the day with the Cup? That was great. I mean, everybody asks that, but like, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. One of the better days of my life, so... I'll leave it at that. <laughs> there you go. Are there moments feel? from that? Are there moments for that day with, that you know stick out more than I know? You know, you're taking it out to the community. Young kids are seeing it for the first time. I mean, it's a long day, but it goes by so quick, right? You wish you could do it again, but you just try to include everybody that kind of help you along the way and some of the facilities that uh, help me pave the hockey player I am, and uh, just try and celebrate with everybody who. You know, either follows my career, uh, had an impact on my career, or uh, just really enjoys uh, uh, the game of hockey. So uh, it, was a, it was a ton of fun. Good feeling today, day one of camp. You know, it's a little different than other training camps, I guess. I'm not sure. I mean, yes and no, right? Um, I think coming into the season, we always say we want to win the Stanley Cup, and last year was the first time that uh, I've said that at camp, and it actually came true. So. But here we are sitting the same thing. Uh, pretty similar first day to last year. Uh, got a lot of the same group back. Uh, probably easier that way, uh, knowing what's expected. But uh, yeah, we want to uh, have that same chip on our shoulder. Uh, a lot of people say we, we can't do it again. We got to use that as fuel to, uh, to try and get back uh, where we want to be. We got a long 82 game season to get back uh, uh, to be one of the six teams that can compete for it. And, uh, that's the first goal. Is there a difference coming in to this room now, knowing that you won it rather than going into a season not I don't think so. Uh, obviously, other teams are probably looking at us that they're going to want to beat us, right? I think the, you can't get complacent in this league, right? Um, and we had a ton of success in the first four years of existence. Uh, kind of came in a little soft at camp and get year five, missed the playoffs, come back with that chip on our shoulder, and have a great regular season, have a great playoff. So we got to have that same mindset of um, nothing's given, uh, everything's going to have to be earned. No one's just going to let us get to the playoffs. Uh, 
done if we play the way we want to play and get to the playoffs. Always going to let us win that uh, cup again. So uh, a lot of work ahead. Uh, it starts today. Having been through it, is the hunger even more at this point now that you've won the cup? I don't think it's more. Uh, I think it's this got to stay the same, right? Um, it's addicting. You talk to guys who've won multiple cups. You know, look at what Mar uh, Martinez has been through. Probably could have just hung up his skates, right? Uh, but he had won before. Understood, understood how, how great it is to win uh, and keeps coming back for that reason. Uh, and we need everybody to have that same feeling in the room. Uh, we can definitely learn from, from a guy like him who went through, uh, hell, went through hell to, uh, to keep to prolong his career just to have the opportunity to win again. So you know, we got to have that same mindset. How tough will it be to replace a guy like Riley Smith? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, been a leader here for uh, for a long time, basically since the start. Uh, obviously, wasn't here the first year, so I can't uh, you know, comment on that year. But uh, ever since I've been here, he's been one of the leaders of the team, one of the uh, most consistent players we've had. Uh, Waiting guys to step up. We got some good young players. You know, look for Cotter to take a step. Pavel will take a step. Uh, brought in a couple. Veteran um, and deaf players who could hopefully step in and fill some roles. Uh, but yeah, for sure, it's a, bit, it's a big loss, but um, you know, good teammate, good friend. Wish him well, and Pittsburgh uh, has gone to a good place. How's your wrist feeling? Good, very good. Do you remember like the play that had happened in game Yeah, five? I just took a whack. Uh, there was probably something wrong, but uh, definitely glad it happened in game, during game five and not have to worry about it for a couple of days. The adrenaline was really flowing uh, once you're in the heat of the battle, so. Uh, are you worried about the cup lift at all afterward? <laughs> uh, I could have lifted that thing with a broken arm, so I, I wasn't too worried. Um, do you need surgery or anything on it? It's all good. I thought you told Pac-Man that you did. No. Are you talking about the confidence and you know the expectations coming in to this year. I guess how does the comfortability of Bruce knowing what he expects and knowing what it looks like in terms of the confidence building starting the year now? Yeah, I mean, we've been confident team. Uh, we were confident coming into the season last year. You look at the play players we have. It's pretty ironic that a lot of people were writing us off last year. I mean, I almost hope this. Hope the same thing this year. I hope people write us off. It gives us a little bit of motivation. But I mean, we got six great defense with deep four lines through. Um, the same goalies we started with last season. Aiden uh, led us to the Stanley Cup. Altiz uh, was an all-star through January and other injuries. So um, we're deep in each position. Yeah, we lost some guys. Uh, lost some, some, some good people uh, that helped us uh, get to where we need to be. But um, we'll have to fill those voids, and, and we will. And that was Mark Stone from earlier today meeting with the media, his first time this season, talking to the media. And there's there's a lot to unpack there when you listen to the captain speak. Um, you know, the, the the first thing is is his day with the cup. And I watched it when when it was sent out on Twitter by the team, and it was it was really cool to watch because you could tell how much it meant to Mark to take it back home and to share it with his family and to take it back to the place where he grew up playing and he talked about that gym and, and just how much it meant to him and with the people he grew up with. It was, it was a really cool, I thought experience and not one that we mentioned when we talked about our favorite moments with the cup from this summer with the players, but that was one of the, I thought more heartfelt ones because you could just tell watching Mark, how important that moment was for him and going through his old school and it, it it was really cool. I mean, I I I enjoyed it a lot. I'm I'm sure all of you listening enjoyed it as well. But 
There were a lot of other things in Mark's media availability. Brian asked him about the hunger. And I didn't picture Mark Stone to be the guy to say, yeah, we won. We won. We're good. No, of course not. That's not Mark Stone. Mark Stone is the consummate professional. He's the ultimate competitor. You, you saw how hard he worked to get back to be able to play in the playoffs just based on the, the, the fact that he wanted to be out there with, with, his, with his friends, with the guys he loves, the team, this city, how much it meant for him to help win the Stanley Cup for this city. So when Ryan asked him about the hunger, it, it certainly wasn't the kind of thing where I expected Mark to be like, yeah, it's gone. I don't have the desire anymore. No, of course not. Never. It doesn't go away for a guy like Mark Stone. And then when he talked about the, some of the other guys that they, that they have in that room, it's, it, it, it doesn't go away for Alec Martinez just because now he's got three. Alec Martinez wants to win another cup. Alex Petrangelo wants to win another cup. They all want to win again. And then you have the potential young guy coming in. Paul Cotter's got his name on the cup. You think he wants to just see it once? Of course not. That's something he'll be able to show his kids, his grandkids. So I thought that was a great job of Ryan asking Mark about the hunger because it's one of those things that you you, you kind of don't expect Mark to be like, yeah, it's gone. But you wonder sometimes, like for some people, they achieve their goal. Do they do they just kind of give up? Not give up, but do they do they say, oh well, yeah, I, I achieved my goal. Everything's my 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 career is accomplished now. No, not for this team, not for that captain. And then the one that I enjoyed the most was when he was asked about teams writing them or players, people writing off the team. It was one of those things where I felt it going into the playoffs last year that they were disrespected. The team really wouldn't acknowledge that at the time we know William Carlson kind of embraced the whole dark side evil empire thing other guys not so much but you could tell that there was just this lack of or this feeling of being disrespected going into the playoffs last year everything was about the Boston Bruins everything was about the job that the Edmonton Oilers did down the stretch oh my god Edmonton played so great they're they're cruising into the playoffs and Vegas played just as well, if not better, than Edmonton down the stretch. Like, they did so without their captain. They did it without Mark Stone. They had to be better than Edmonton down the stretch. And they were. And you saw in the playoffs who was the better team. So the idea that, that they were being written off, I think it, it was motivation. It was fuel for these guys. And then you bring Mark Stone back who his road to the NHL was not an easy one. Six-round draft pick. Got to take the long road to get there. Plays in Ottawa. Comes to Vegas. And and what a moment for Mark Stone to be able to walk in that locker room as a Stanley Cup champion. Another guy who got to walk in the locker room today as a Stanley Cup champion was Zach Whitecloud. And we all enjoyed Zach's day with the Cup. We, we all watched it on, on X or Twitter. I think I'll always call it Twitter. I don't care what it's called. But we all watched the video of, of Zach taking it home, the 7-Eleven, drinking the, drinking the Slurpee out of the Stanley Cup. I know Darren said he did it. We didn't see any video of that. I, I, I didn't see Darren drinking the Slurpee out of the cup. So maybe, maybe he's fibbing a little bit about that. But 
What a moment for Zach Whitecloud as well. Another guy who who took a long road to get to the NHL, but once he got there, you could see how much he deserved and how much he earned that right to be in the NHL. And he's a young guy. He's a rel- relatively young guy. And and I thought that when Zach spoke to the media today, just listen to a lot of the answers that he gives and how big the moment was for for him. But there's something that he says that really sticks out to me. And let's see if it sticks out to you as well. But Zach Whitecloud spoke with the media today at City National Arena following his first skate back at City National as a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, busy is an understatement. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it was a day I'll, I'll never forget. I mean, there's, yeah, it's funny. I get asked that question every time, right? It's like, what, what was your day like? And it's hard to put it in, to give you one word or a phrase. It's just, I think, grateful. You know what I mean? There's, there's, again, it's no, no surprise at all, but there's people that go through their careers not even coming close to it. Um, so understanding that side of it and, and knowing that you may never get to see it in that atmosphere again. I just told Jesse the same thing. I said, you know, my girlfriend and I took 10 minutes at the end of the night just to sit with it, just us two, and, and just truly appreciate what that trophy means. And, and, uh, and just acknowledge, too, that, you know, that could possibly be the last time that you get a day with it. Now, if you're, you know, you're lucky enough and you get to play on good teams and you might have three, you know what I mean? So, um, no, it's and it's further motivation to go out and do it again. I mean, that summer was the best summer I've ever had in, in uh, you know, in my life. And, and to get to spend it with your friends and the guys that you create lifelong memories with. And bring it back to Sioux Valley. How meaningful was that for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, just super, super emotional, right? I think just seeing, and again, you see it every day where, people see it for the first time and it, it's another reminder every single time that exactly what that trophy means it's the greatest trophy in sports and and you see that every time someone looks at it for the first time and it just like their jaw drops and they just they don't know what to say they're like well it's this you read the names and you just you understand it um so i think seeing the look on everyone's face when i'm walking by with it and stuff like that and and just grateful that I'm the one that gets to be able to, to do that. So. You go through those kind of emotions, the high of winning and that, and now you have to get back to business. Is that a tough transition to go, get, get into, or is it because it was a short off season, it makes it easier? I don't think it's one way or the other. I think, you know, we're all pros in this room. You know, it's we've had guys that have gone through something like that before. Um, and... I think if you go around, you ask quite a few of these guys, if not all of them, is it motivation to do it again? Absolutely, like, 100%. And I just, I just said the same thing. And having a summer like that where you get to create memories with your friends, spend time with the Stanley Cup, and, and just truly understand what it means and how it feels to be around it, I just want to do it again. Do you remember where you were when you saw your name on the cup for the first time? Uh, I think I saw it over social media. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I, I saw it on, I think, Instagram or something like that. and. And uh, you know, seeing just all our names on it was was pretty cool. Because um, I think it got engraved before Wazi's uh, first day. Uh, so the first time I saw it after that, I can't remember where I saw it in person. I, I forget to be honest with you. It was unique in that you guys had it engraved before the player tour. Like when you got your day with the cup, being able to look at your name among all those other names, what did that moment mean to you? Uh, it was it was cool, right? Because at some point you're going to see your name on it. Um, granted, most guys don't see it until you know the the once it go, oh, sorry once the season kind of goes on and they they take it to Montreal and they get it engraved right. So, um, but to be completely honest with you, I think it was cooler seeing the the looks on my parents and my family's faces. I think that was 
you know what I mean? I you work so hard, and these people see what you go through growing up, and and uh, the sacrifices you make, all those sorts of things, and then you know you see your name etched on something that is borderline impossible to win, and uh, I think it's. I don't know, it's just the look of pure joy on your family's faces that it's like, it's hard to believe. So that's, I think that's the coolest part. Back with you in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Chapman, nice job on uh, carrying the load for us as we traversed our way back over from City National Arena and the end of the day one of training camp. That was Zach Whitecloud uh, discussing, among other things, his day with the Stanley Cup. Uh, I, I loved what he said, and I know that you picked up on something, uh, Chapman. Uh, Ryan Wallace here in the studio. When Zach says his first training camp back after winning the Stanley Cup, talks about the trophy and says it's basically impossible to win. Mm-hmm. Like it still resonates with everybody how hard it is to get through the four rounds and win the Stanley Cup, even though they just did it. Mm-hmm. That there were a couple of themes that that were pretty prevalent uh, today in terms of what the players were were talking about. Some of it had to deal with, you know, their individual days with the Stanley Cup for sure, but that was definitely a theme that continued to come up in that everybody that's done this now knows exactly how hard it is to do and it's from from a hunger standpoint from from the the desire to do it again standpoint, this team has that in spades. They are are it, Kelly McCrimmon used the word refreshed. I think that this is a team that just wants to keep keep feeling what they felt over the course of the summer. And I took it a different way. They already knew how tough it was to win. Mm-hmm. But even though they broke through the impossible odds, they still are conscious of, man, it's really difficult mm-hmm. to take that championship and hoist that trophy over your head. And even though we just did it, we still recognize it's so challenging. I mean, this is a team that's been knocking on the door now for five, six years. And it takes a while, and it took them a while to get there. Not really when you look at all the other franchises that either don't have a Stanley Cup or haven't been to the playoffs in forever. But, you know, the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights, they were in a position, and they got over the hump, and they won a championship. They know what that feels like. They know what it takes to win at that level. And, you know, you, you kind of look through camp today and, and the energy that, that was there on the ice. This is a team that I think feels they have the ability in that room to do it again. I'm calling it the best opening day of training camp ever mm-hmm. for an NHL team. Yeah. They won. So you're coming back as defending champions. Sure. Uh, there's no real big injury drama uh, around the team. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the players that were on the ice, not the ice. But there's there's none of that. There's nobody rehabbing to get back. And you're wondering how they're going to respond. That's clean. Yeah. And the other part is you return almost everybody. You yeah. lost a couple of guys to free agency, and you traded Riley Smith mm-hmm. to clear cap room. But everybody else is back, and it's such a tight locker room to begin with, and then you include everybody basically being back uh, from, the, from the roster. That, that doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm. coming back from the opening day for the opening day of training camp. Yeah, I think the biggest question today right, in terms of the skates, was who was going to play alongside, who was going to skate at first alongside William Carlson and Michael Amadio. And, and it was Paul Cotter. And, and when you kind of take all of that on its face, 
The Lions were essentially exactly what you would have expected them to be. And this is a team that, again, has no really big glaring holes. They're just a solid, deep, really good hockey club. I'll go a step further on the continuity side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the lineup that started last year in game number one mm -hmm. is virtually the same that starts this year. It's not even the one that ended last year. It's the one that started last year. Yeah. A couple of ads. Barbashev's in. Smith is out. Uh, but the goaltending is the same. Mm -hmm. The blue line's the same. Uh, you got to uh, – but even even that. Hill was new last year. Mm -hmm. He knows what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Logan Thompson proved himself in the first half of last year. That's settled. There's added steps that they want to take. Blue line, same. Same mm -hmm. seven guys with everybody else chomping at the bit. Yeah. Uh, up front, uh, from from th the end of the playoff miss to the start of last year, uh, there is some turnover. Very little turnover up front mm -hmm. from the end of last year to this year. It, it might be the most consistent that, 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 we, that we've seen. Yeah, I, I think consistent's a, a great word because you're, you're right on the money. It, it's... It's a scenario where I, I don't feel like you have too many surprises. Now, it doesn't mean that there can't be some experimentation over the course of the preseason, but I think that when you look back at what the team was to end the year last year and the the roles that, that players like Brett Howden and Michael Amadio filled, as long as their camps continue to, to kind of push them in that direction, if the Golden Knights are able to hold things as they are, from a continuity standpoint, this team should hit the ground running. We hear from Bruce Cassidy. He is just wrapping up his media availability at City National Arena following three different sessions on the ice. These are killer days for the coaches. Killer days, like hockey school days, uh, back when uh, they were all younger, uh, in their playing days or early on in their coaching days. Mm -hmm. Long time in your boots uh, out on the ice. Uh, we'll get Bruce's uh, opinion on on how the open day of training camp uh, went, what he worked on. Uh, wasn't a lot of system work, but there was some ozone uh, defending and, and forechecking uh, and everybody just getting uh, comfortable uh, out on the ice. So we've got uh, Bruce, we've got Kelly McCrimmon, who spoke today, had his training camp address, some uh, really interesting stuff uh, coming out of, from, from Kelly. And while you won't hear from him audio-wise, mm. Paul Cotter, mid-season form today. <laughs> and, and Paul is one of those guys that early on last year developed a bond with the veteran players, most significantly with Phil Kessel. Mm -hmm. And I can remember the day that Phil Kessel uh, was going to equal the Ironman streak and, uh, and, and get through that. And the lead-up to it, he was talking, and Paul was over in the other side of the room like beaking him, mm -hmm. chirping him. Yep. And I thought, well, that's that's different from a rookie, but so good uh, that he's doing it. Today, sophomore, maybe a little more swagger in him. Uh, the the room was was empty because Jack Eichel was one of the last players to come off the ice, and he was 
meeting with the media. And at the end of his session, uh, people said, uh, thanks, Jack. And Paul just <laughs> happened to be walking across because he was the the, the group of players that were going on next. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, thank you, Jack. Yep. Like, for everybody to hear, I'm like, good on you. Mid-season form, Paul Cotter chirping. Uh, hasn't changed uh, at all. Uh, we uh, we do uh, uh, also uh, hope to maybe catch up with uh, Nick Hag, who, who talked today. So that was uh, Zach and, and Nick Hag. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's fitting that they both talk. Yeah. Uh, on the same day, and I think I think Nick is going to blossom. We've heard about the Hagerbaum. I think he's going to be lights out. Uh, I think you're going to see ice time. It'll be really interesting to watch that this year. Sure. See where the minutes go, and if there's more, even more balance to a group of six uh, when that group of six uh, are uh, are in the uh, in the lineup at the same time. Yeah, that's going to be a, a fascinating one for me because you know. Day one of camp, but Nick Haig looked really good. Zach Whitecloud looked really good. There's always that that moment where you start to to recognize the players that that just look different from year to year. I'd say Nick Haig definitely fit that billing for me. You got line combinations. You want to do that now, or do you want to do it after we take a break? Um, I, I'll keep us on time here. Let's do it after okay. the break. By the way, breaking news: mm. we have a clock coming into the studio. Yes. A clock has been acquired, I'm told. The clock will actually be in the studio in between now and the next segment. What? What do you mean? I I have the clock. You I have was, it? Well, so I was told that it was put on the wrong person's desk. So okay. I'm going to go get it in okay. the break. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's in the building. Like Elvis is in the building. Well, Elvis has left so the, the building. The clock has already been procured. Yes. It just hasn't arrived in the studio. Correct. Mm-hmm. It is in the building, It's like, like bringing the Stanley Cup on. Yeah, 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 the clock. That's, that's what this is. <laughs> and and I've been told time. it's a nice clock, too. Uh, yeah. Let's, the Stanley uh, Cup of clocks. Yes. Let's say By the way, the, you have a surprise coming for us, too. I do. Yeah, I do. Right. Uh, I just want to uh, Don't think, I'll, don't I'll think I forgot. Uh, in a little bit. Why would you? I was, I was talking to the folks down at City National Arena. Everybody, the fan, great reception by the fans, the VGK fans for the opening day training yep. camp. They all wanted to know. They all listened to the show. Uh, what's the big surprise? Mm-hmm. And they were trying to get uh, me to drop hints. Couldn't do that. Uh, but uh, I've got that uh, to talk about later. We've got some uh, news around the organization to bring you up to date with on the VGK part. Interact with the guys on X. Follow them at Darren Millard and at Ryan the Hockey Guy. This is the BGK Insider Show. Yeah, interact with me. Send me DMs, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, it, it, it's great. I probably won't get back to you. But Ryan, the hockey guy, will. So uh, he's uh, he's the voice of the VGK Insider Show. Fox Sports Las Vegas. Chapman uh, doing the uh, yeoman work to get us on the air at uh, 4 o'clock. And we have an hour number two, Bruce Cassidy, coming up uh, from his media conference over at City National Arena. I also bring you some sound from Kelly McCrimmon, uh, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, who ran through uh, people who are available, those that are not on the ice, and uh, his day with the Stanley Cup and what he did, uh, along with the challenge of repeating as Stanley Cup champions. Uh, let's get to day number one and uh, what we watched, what we saw, including most noticeably the combinations on the ace. Yeah, so it, it essentially is exactly what 
we saw last year minus Riley Smith, right? So a top line of Ivan Barbashev, Jack Eichel, and Jonathan Marcia. So they were a grouping together uh, in that uh, in that secondary unit that went today. Then you had Brett Howden, Chandler Stevenson, and Mark Stone together as a trio. Paul Cotter, William Carlson, Michael Amadio, again, a trio together. And Will Carrier, Nick Waugh, Keegan Colasar, a trio together. So when you kind of extrapolate everything out from what you saw to end the season last year, Riley Smith comes out, Paul Cotter goes into that spot, and that's what you have as far as lines go. Yeah, there was uh, speculation whether they would uh, take a look at uh, Dorfiev uh, mm-hmm. up there uh, or whether you would uh, really uh, examine something a little more bold because the, the player was coming in from the other outside uh, on a professional tryout to offer uh, in the PTO with uh, Max Comtois. But Paul Cotter makes total sense, and everybody slotted in where they're comfortable, and now you see exactly who capitalizes on that chance yeah absolutely I think for Paul Cotter it's a it's a nice it's a nice way to start camp right you're alongside Will Carlson and and Michael Amadio and I think that that you know kind of speaks to what you and I had talked about yesterday where you know you go into camp the year prior and Logan Thompson because he had time with the team because he really kind of solidified himself down this stretch run had earned the right to at least start camp and and start the regular season as the guy and I think to a degree Paul Cotter deserves that. He was a he was an impactful player for the Golden Knights in the regular season. He scored some big goals, uh, certainly had some big moments in the shootout. And, you know, I think for him, he's he's another year older. He's going into camp with more confidence and and I'm expecting him to do some big things like he did last year. Okay, what are you expecting? What what are the what are the expectations of Paul Cotter? For Paul Cotter, I, I think the expectation is that he's he's an everyday NHL player, right? Like there were Stretches last year where, you know, consistency fell off a bit. As you mentioned yesterday, and I think it's worth worth repeating, there were more impactful plays that he was making away from the puck. He was using his body, physicality, all of that stuff, um, going to the front of the net, doing the things Bruce Cassidy wants to see his forwards do. He was doing those things. But I, I think that for a player like Paul, it's it's something that we've talked about also with Michael Amadio. It's it's being able to do that night in, night out, back-to-back situations and not having that drop off in your game. So where he came a year ago, mm-hmm. strides. Yeah. Spent the entire year in the National Hockey League yeah. and, and made some plays. We didn't know whether he would be a five-goal scorer and spends half the time in, in Henderson whether he would stay up all year and play 82 games and he ends up being somewhere in the middle, spends all year up, but just over, over 50 games. Yeah. And the offensive contribution was, was significant for a yeah. player that, that played that number of games. Yeah. I mean, 13 goals in 55 games for, for Paul Cotter, that's, that's not insignificant at all. And, you know, I, I think, if you're looking at it numbers wise, if you're putting an expectation on it numbers wise, if Paul Cotter, which we like to do, yeah, if Paul Cotter's a, a seventy to seventy-five game guy, there's absolutely no reason why he can't score twenty goals in this league. That's a big I, jump. I know it's a, I, I know it's a big jump, but we're talking about twenty more twenty more games from what he played last year, alongside a player the likes of William Carlson. Or even if he pushes himself up the lineup a little bit, which he did do at times last year, I just I think he's got the tools to be that guy. Twenty goal scorer, I, I believe he can be that guy. 
with consistent line mates. Mm-hmm. He, he did bounce around uh, a little bit. And th- there's going to be some movement with this forward group. But 20 goals from, from Paul Cotter, that's, that's lofty. Uh, it would be welcomed with open arms. Uh, if he did it, it would be, I think, really significant. One of the most significant parts of this team's performance this year, mm-hmm. if Paul Cotter expands that to, to 20 goals. Yeah, I mean, if you if you extrapolate it I'm out, not saying you can't, no, but no, no, I'm, 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 saying... I'm just trying to, to add some uh, relevance to the expectations sure, of 20. Sure, Now, again, if you extrapolate it out to 75 games, Paul Cotter would have scored, he was on pace for 17. 17 and 75. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm giving I'm giving room there Fair. for just a, an uptick. And, and again, there's options on the table. I think where Paul Cotter could could have that consistency with William Carlson, or push himself in different spots. Or you know, again, if you, if you've got if you need movement up the lineup, I, I think Paul Cotter can be one of those guys that you move up in, in terms of filling a role or a slot here or there. Who are you most looking forward to hearing from today? I mean, I was I was looking forward to hearing from Mark Stone because again, I, I I talked about it. I you knew how much it meant to him to be able to be around for that run. Um, you could see just in in terms of how he was talking about his day with the Cup, how much it all meant to him. Um, I thought Jack was great, and I I always like talking to Zach Whitecloud. I, I really do. So it, interesting that both Mark and Jack were asked about expectations and the predictions from the outside world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how last year really drove them. Mm-hmm. And Mark referred to playing with the chip on the shoulder. And Jack rolled his eyes and went, we're talking about that already? Mm-hmm. But but acknowledged, like, they, they have to use the... Uh, expectations from everybody else or can use the expectations from from other people uh, as fuel. Mm-hmm. And even though they've been through it yeah. in a significant way, it still chaps them a little bit in, in the sense of we, we just won. <laughs> We're returning everybody. Yeah. And people are talking about Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the Western Conference, uh, Toronto gets a lot of attention. Uh, whether you agree with it or, or not, I, yep, yep. Um, uh, the entire Atlantic Division mm-hmm. uh, is talked about, and and I concur with this. I said it on the Chirp podcast this week. I, I'm I'm shocked that Vegas isn't getting more love as a potential repeat champion, given mm-hmm. how many people they're back uh, have coming back. And you heard a little bit of that in the players' reaction. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I loved when Mark Stone said, it's a great opportunity for us to prove ourselves again. You just won. Mm-hmm. There, there shouldn't need to be another 82-game schedule and another deep playoff run and potentially another Stanley Cup championship if you get there to have to prove yourself. You won. And, and that, to me... Is is an interesting wrinkle going into the into the season because again, the more people write this team off, the the more I don't they, think anybody's writing them off. I, I think there's a big difference there. I, I think there's in terms uh, of there's there's aspects to it that where experts or media people are talking about the Edmontons and the Torontos and the Carolinas uh, or Tampa Bay's, they're they're not writing off Vegas. 
Vegas just isn't at the top of the list. And I think those are two very different things. Vegas is almost being overlooked that's, instead that's, of being that's fair. Instead of being talked about saying they can't do it. Why that's is that though? Fair. Like why why would people overlook this team? Because Edmonton has the best player in the world and they garner a lot of attention. And they have a top five player in the world outside of of the number one guy. And they garner a lot of attention. It's a Canadian team. Uh, it's got some drama around it uh, with its goaltending. I, absolutely, that's why why Edmonton gets. And you could talk about the same thing uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs with different aspects. A uh, lot of skill, high profile, uh, a team that hasn't won in a long time, uh, also Canadian. It's there's there's more sizzle there. What? Were people talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning the same way? Yes. No, I think they talked more about Tampa Bay winning again. Right. And and Tampa, between championships, did need to massage a couple of things in terms of their bottom six. And when you look at the Golden Knights, their their skill that they did better than anybody else was, was mm-hmm. their depth and ability to roll four lines. And they're bringing essentially everybody back. And, and Tampa, along with the changeover... Mm-hmm. Wasn't winning their division. No. They're finishing second or third. Third, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it is, it's very interesting. But Tampa wasn't playing in the same division as Connor McDavid. Sure. Uh, they were playing in the same division as Toronto, but Toronto had yet to really get to that height. The, certainly the heights uh, that they're, they're at right now. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I want to draw that, uh, that clarity. Nobody's writing off Vegas in any means. Just other teams are being discussed a lot more. I think so, overlooked is, is a fairer way to put it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sleeping on them. So voice of the fan Chapman is going to come out now. But haven't these people been paying attention? Like, haven't they paid attention to what, to what this team has done over the last six now entering their seventh season? I mean, all they have done is prove everybody wrong time and time again. Like, I mean, what else does, does this team need to do to be legitimized in the eyes of the people who are overlooking them? Like, like it would piss me off if I was a player. Like, where's our recognition? Do you well, need I, it? I mean, no, they're, they're, no, you don't. recognition is, is the fact that they the won the Stanley Cup. Cup. But but I I can understand the being pissed off and, and feeling slighted. I mean, no, I I I mean I I'm yet to see someone call it a fluke, but there's probably that guy out there who says that it was a fluke that they won the Stanley Cup. You know, it's uh, funny about about the Vegas franchise from inception and the first year, and what they were able to do with this community, and then through the hockey world, they were the darlings. Mm-hmm. This franchise was the Rudy of all. National Hockey League teams. Sure, people were cheering and loving and uh, watching with great interest to see if an expansion team could win the Stanley Cup. And yeah. and, and year number two f- finishes in dramatic fashion, and the team was a uh, victim of an unfortunate incident. What could have happened? And then it turned, mm-hmm. at least from the outward point of view. Yeah, it turned, and Vegas became the villain. Mm-hmm. In the National Hockey League, 
people uh, upset uh, of all the success they had go, going to back-to-back uh, third rounds and then into the bubble and, and having that experience. It really did go from a team that the whole hockey world was cheering for to a team where the you, the whole hockey world was like they they can't they can't do it. Yeah. And now that they've won mm-hmm. and you sort of had a, a bit of a mix uh, of those two, they're they're not getting the same type of acknowledgement sure. or respect or uh, anticipation of a follow-up year mm-hmm. that they should. It's it's almost like they're they're back to year number two, and uh, that was nice, mm-hmm. that was great, but it's not going to happen again. Yeah, no, that or I, it'll be it'll be really hard to do that again. Is a better way to phrase it. Yeah, I, I think that that's pretty fair. Um, in that you you know you look at the success that the Golden Knights had in the first year and. It, it was such a great story. It it felt so good. And at some point when you have that right out of the gate and then you start to have more success and build on it and build on it and build on it. And you're, you're pretty clear about what your intentions are. Like this is an organization that made it very clear. We're in the business of trying to win championships. We want our names on the Stanley Cup. And I, I think that at some point when you have – repeat success like that or you get to that point and you, you're in the final four and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing um, when you look around at other organizations that either never got there haven't won um, it, it starts to rub people the wrong way now I do think it's interesting how you put it though in that you know it's it's a great story that they were able to do it in six years just like Bill Foley prognosticated but that that sense of okay well you know you get to the Stanley Cup final in year number one but year number two it, it's going to be pretty tough I think that that it's it's a full circle moment in that regard, but I do think it's one the team is up for. Where would you try to be as neutral as you can? Where would where would Vegas be in your Stanley Cup favorite list? Right now, uh, number one, top three, top five. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're on a short list of teams that can win it. One hundred percent. I start here in the West with the Vegas Golden Knights. I, as good as the Edmonton Oilers are, as good as Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are, they just went to a seven-game series against the Vegas Golden Knights. They lost it in six, and they got outplayed five on five. So I, I don't. I still think if you play that series again, the Golden Knights win it. I, I don't think that the Edmonton Oilers, in terms of what they did in the offseason, are it's going to put them over the edge with the Vegas Golden Knights. I just don't. So I view Vegas as a legitimate contender. Colorado's interesting, but again, no Gabe Landeskog. That changes things in, in terms of what I expect from that team in the regular season. Will they be in the playoffs? Yeah. Is Landeskog going to be back? Those are questions. But right now, the, the best contender out of the West is the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I firmly believe that. If you talk about motivation coming from doubters or people that question you, mm-hmm. that's Edmonton. Like Edmonton's buying into that 100%. And you you add the talent to it, they're there mm-hmm. with 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 the the team that's going to break that Canadian drought and win with the best player in the world. But I would put Vegas in my top 3. Yeah. With with everybody that's coming back and a second year and the from the from the the guy that's 
doing the coaching and leading this team through, mm-hmm. there's no doubt. And we'll we'll hear some of this uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, from Bruce Cassidy, Ashley Vice, having a, a marvelous uh, sit-down conversation with him um, on Media Day. He he wants to do this again, mm-hmm. not from a celebratory standpoint because that goes with it, but from a legacy standpoint. Yeah, there, there's an opportunity here to do something really special with this group. You roll everybody back the second year, then there's going to be some changes mm-hmm. because it's expiring contracts. But I don't anticipate anticipate a lot. Uh, you're set up for a good three to four year run yeah. with with this group, and and Bruce is thinking that way, and they like it's different motivation because you've already won, mm-hmm. and you want to do it again. But I think that they're 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 a, a lot of cases equal. But uh, Colorado is going to be great. Uh, I think Carolina is knocking on the door. Yeah, uh, where is Dallas in in this whole mix? Uh, the the East is harder to pick one or two teams because it's so balanced and mm-hmm. so competitive. I mean, the Atlantic uh, Division, you could have six teams. Uh, you can't have six teams make the playoffs, but there's six teams that I could see make the playoffs sure. out of uh, the Atlantic Division. But there's there's four teams that, uh, with Toronto uh, thrown in there, uh, five teams that it it's really balanced, but Vegas would be in, it is in my top three for sure. And I'm not sure I can differentiate between the 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 top three sure because they're all they're all have full merit and great uh, uh, reasons to to side that way. You got it right. Well, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll set up hour number two of the BGK Insider Show. I got a surprise for you. Uh, I'm gonna better be uh, a big one. Gonna unveil uh, something to you and uh, really give you guys uh, uh, something to chew on uh, with this and. Uh, also uh, hoping to bring you Bruce Cassidy and his media availability from the end of day number one. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. New clock in the studio. It's arrived, which is telling me that we got to be quick right now. We're going to come back with my big surprise. going to tell the guys all about it and you all about it. I think you're going to be happy about this. And we're going to hear from Kelly McCrimmon and Bruce Cassidy as we continue on hour number two of the BGK Insider Show opening day at camp on Fox Sports Las Vegas. All this. Hour number two of the BGK Insider Show, day one of training camp, and we are rocking it. Uh, we're having some fun. Uh, this, is, uh, this has been uh, a, a fun exercise this week. Working our way through a few bugs with the <laughs> new uh, system. Uh, but today's the big surprise. Uh, not the opening day of training camp, uh, but rather how you're going to watch the Vegas Knights or Golden Knights or whether or not you can uh, watch them at your own convenience wherever you are. And uh, to expand on that, Darren Millar, Chris Chapman, and Ryan Wallace, let's bring in the president of the Vegas Golden Knights. It's uh, Kerry Bubbles. And, uh, and I've been holding this over these guys today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie, going back to, to yesterday's show, saying I got a big surprise to you be, for them because uh, Nighttime Plus was announced today. It's a streaming uh, service uh, for for the Vegas Golden Knights that you will be able to watch wherever you are. And uh, this is one of the first of its kind that uh, that the National Hockey League is witnessing. Yeah, well, good afternoon, Darren and, and crew. And so thanks for having me. Yes, uh, that was uh, part of our big announcement earlier today. Uh, as you may remember, back in May, we announced uh, a major new partnership with Scripps Sports to bring the Golden Knights uh, throughout our territory on a, what they call an over-the-air basis, 
but there really was a big gap in uh, what we were trying to do and making sure that every Golden Knights fan from here to Montana could get the games, and that was uh, what we were working on with, uh, with Script Sports, and we just announced today, which is Nighttime Plus, which is our new streaming platform. Again, you have to you have to have IP and, and actually live in our territory. So if you're a Golden Knights fan and you're in Orlando, unfortunately you wouldn't be able to access this particular platform to get the games. Um, but if you live in our territory and uh, you're a Golden Knights fan and you want to you know, follow the team on your mobile device, if you want to follow the team on your laptop, uh, if you've got a connected TV and you want to follow the team through uh, some of the streaming apps like Apple TV or Amazon Fire uh, or Roku, and then, of course, we're working on others. Um, but at this particular point, as of today, you could go in to any of those sites, uh, download, um, you know, you gotta, you got to authenticate, so you got to download some information for us just so we know who you are, and, uh, and then you'll have the ability uh, to follow the team throughout the season. So the preseason is free, so it's kind of a free trial offer, which, uh, again, we've got six of our seven preseason games will be uh, distributed through the uh, streaming platform. And then uh, once we get to the regular season, so opening night will not, because that's a national exclusive game on ESPN with the banner-raising ceremony and all that great stuff. Uh, But beginning with our second regular season game and 68 others after that, uh, you'll be able to get uh, all of those games and, again, follow the team from wherever, as long as you, again, have IP here and live uh, within the territory, um, you'll be able to follow the team uh, on those other devices or streaming apps that uh, that we described and do it all for a very reasonable price. It's uh, it's basically less. It's right at a dollar per game, so it's sixty nine ninety nine uh, for all of the regular season, non-exclusive games, and then you also get the first round of the playoffs, uh, assuming we uh, – we get there, which we're, we're expecting to be there, right, Darren? No, we're going to be there. Well, we'll yeah, we'll, we better be. We'll be, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. Um, how much of a, a win is this for you and the business side and being able to, to bring this to, to the Golden Knight fans? Uh, you've been talking about it. You've been asked about it. But, uh, but to be able to complete it is, is pretty significant. Well, it is, and you know, to be honest, uh, as we kind of think back to the the six years uh, and our previous partners with AT and T Sportsnet, um, you know, they had uh, they had a similar territory that they could work within, uh, but we weren't able to deliver the distribution that we would have liked, and uh, you know, we knew we had fans in those areas, and we just couldn't quite get that distribution, and then also relative to streaming. And, uh, and, you know, that, 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 the amount of people that now stream live sports, uh, it's actually the fastest growing kind of segment of how people consume live sports. And, uh, that just wasn't a priority for them. And so with our new partners at Script Sports, this was a big priority. Uh, we're actually partners in, uh, in the relationship that we've structured through a company that's really, uh, you know, basically a content distributor, a company called ViewLift. And uh, through that uh, distribution uh, uh, resource, um, we're able to offer the games. And, and so it's, uh, I don't know, it's just an exciting, again, additional piece because now, again, fans throughout our territory, through whatever vehicle they, would cho- they choose, um, can get the games. And, of course, again, still through the traditional ways. If you have Cox Cable, you can follow the team on uh, Channel 38. If you have Directv, you can follow the channel. You follow the team on Channel 34. 
uh, or if you just have a good old-fashioned smart TV and you have an antenna, um, you can follow the team uh, on Channel 34 as well. So really any way possible that you want to follow the team, you're going to have an option, and we just didn't have that uh, that capability before. So the streaming service uh, is through the app. Uh, it's called Nighttime Plus. Uh, it's uh, one word, nighttime, and then the, the plus uh, symbol, and it's available on the wherever you get your, your apps right now. I did it last night, and it's working fine. It's it's a lot of fun. Kerry Bubel is president of Golden Knights with us on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the VGK Insider Show. So a couple of things I love about it. Obviously, a dollar a game, that's a fantastic deal. If you are someone that's so inclined, you, you want to be able to stream whether you're you're on the move and on the go. And then you've also got all the other options. You mentioned over the air. You mentioned through you know Cox Cable, all of that stuff. I, I love the the elimination of barriers to watching this Golden Knights team now off of a championship. How important was it for for you when when you know, kind of entered this new this new realm of of broadcasting? Was it to get these games in front of as many fans here locally and in this territory? Well, and that, you know, Ryan, that's exactly what it is. You know, and and, and again, AT and T was a great partner for those six years. But uh, we just lacked distribution. And so markets that were important to us, like Reno um, or Salt Lake, uh, which are big, mar- big markets, uh, they're, in, you know, they're in our territory, and less than 10% of the fans could actually view the games. And we know we have fans. We would hear from them all the time, and they'd be like, we can't get your games. You keep saying you're, you're going to be on, and it's, you know, it's limited. And so it was, uh, you know, we were driving fans away versus driving them to the team. And so, again, through this partnership with Scripps, we now have that full distribution uh, in Reno, for example. Um, Scripps does not have a station, but they were committed to finding a partner to make it happen. So they actually went to one of their competitors, a company, a company called Sinclair Broadcasting, who owns a, a regional sports network uh, called the Nevada Sports Net, and they did a deal to put the games on. So in the Reno area and throughout Reno, um, you'll be able to get the games through Nevada Sportsnet. And so, again, that's the commitment that Scripps Sports brought to this to help us get full distribution throughout our territory. And like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome because we, we know the fans are there. They want to follow the team. They just didn't always have the ability to do so, and uh, now they will. And you can watch the game. You're at volleyball practice, and you could uh, doing that uh, uh, gymnastics. Like you can you can watch the game in your territory. Uh, if it's a home or away game, you can still watch uh, the Golden Knights uh, on through a streaming platform, which you couldn't before. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, again, we want parents to be great parents and, and watch every single moment of their kids' practice. But if they want to peek away a little bit yeah. and uh, follow the Golden Knights uh, live on their phone, they'll be able to do that. Uh, we've got the, uh, you know, any of the Apple products, we've got that taken care of. And, of course, we're working on Android. So those folks that have Android mobile devices, uh, I know they're probably wondering, well, what about us? It's coming. We just don't have it set up yet. Uh, we wanted to get live as soon as we could before our first preseason game on Sunday night in San Jose. Uh, but we didn't want those Android folks to think that uh, we weren't thinking about them as well. Uh, we just don't have all the processes uh, taken care of at this point. Because, Ryan, you have an Android, right? I, I do. I do. Are you anticipating is – there, is there a date on the Android or, or just kind of a, an overall idea? It, well, it's again, it's it's going to happen, and we just uh, the app process uh, it, with the different companies is different timing in terms of those approvals, and so we're in process. We're just just not there yet, um, but we uh, we've been assured that we're going to get it done. It's Thursday, 
The announcement comes out today, which I was very much looking forward to and uh, excited to talk to you uh, on the VGK Insider Show along with the guys. Uh, the first game is Sunday. Uh, are you are you up and running uh, to be able to stream it on, on Sunday? Well, the uh, the experts at ViewLift tell us we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I only laugh because, uh, you know, you have to rely on their capability and expertise and They've had uh, they have other uh, global products. For example, if you've heard of Live Golf, um, I don't know if you follow that circuit at all, but they uh, they're the official uh, you know streaming partner um, and distribution partner for Live Golf. And so um, this isn't like their first rodeo. Um, and then they actually they're actually kind of owned by a competitor in the NHL uh, a little bit. Uh, you probably are familiar with the Washington Capitals, but their owner Ted Leonsis oh. is a major investor in ViewLift, and so they've already been. Uh, distributing not live games, but uh, other content for the Washington Capitals, the Washington Wizards. Um, and so this isn't their first rodeo. They certainly uh, know this business, and they're really best in class. And uh, and so we're excited to be working with them. So we have a lot of confidence that we'll be there. In the meantime, though, we're going to practice a few things along the way between now and Sunday. We may uh, pop a few of our media availabilities on there, or maybe uh, flip the camera on for uh, – you know, half hour during one of our practice sessions just to make sure before we get to Sunday night that everything's working properly. But we're confident it will be. Great idea. You should know, too, we had a technical rehearsal with the people from Script Sport today at Studio 31, Darren Elliott and I and uh, producer Taylor, uh, and it went swimmingly. We were so happy. Everything was uh, lights out uh, with that. So we're looking forward to the uh, debut of the new season with the pregame show coming up uh, on Sunday, uh, 4.30, ahead of the game in San Jose at at 5 o'clock. So that uh, part of it is moving along. The only thing I'm worried about, and and Carrie, bear with me here, uh, I I held your appearance on the VGK Insider Show a secret because I wanted to surprise the guys mm-hmm. uh, because I was so excited about this and I wanted to bring it to them uh, with the Nighttime Plus announcement coming earlier today and you phoned a couple of minutes ago and Chris <laughs> Chapman answered the phone and he, he, he I wouldn't say he was the most polite guy <laughs> was like, like who is this and because <laughs> I, I didn't tell him you were calling because I wanted to be a, a big surprise and I think Chapman uh, I'll let you talk to Carrie but only if you apologize for being gruff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I absolutely apologize, Carrie. I I I had no idea who it was on the phone, and I heard, I picked up and I heard a conversation between two people, not including me. So I was like, just oh. stick with the apology. Yes, the Are apology. You trying, I, trying to justify it? Now? No, no, no. Oh, so yeah. so I got to ask you because you you guys have, are so innovative and ahead of a lot of these these other teams when it comes to just cool stuff like this. You've done the VGK worldwide thing, and we always see the the, the pictures during intermission of, of the fans at Machu Picchu and, and all these other places around the world. We have fans who call into this show from Australia. I've got friends in Taipei who have become big Golden Knights fans. In fact, I don't even know if you guys know this, but there's a, a, a restaurant in Taipei that has a massive Golden Knights poster hanging in their window. So I know the roadblocks to making this a thing all across North America because of markets and all that. But what would be the roadblocks from you guys maybe even taking this worldwide so fans in, in Sweden and fans in other parts of the world could watch it just like I turn on the Boonish League on Saturday morning? Well, you know, I think uh, I, I love the question, and obviously aspirationally we would love that, you know, love that opportunity. Um, you know, the NHL is different than – uh, some of the European soccer leagues, you know, we own the team in Bournemouth and, and our ability to market on a global basis is just, it's just, a, it's a different opportunity. 
um, unlike the National Hockey League, which you know wants to provide protection to their individual 32 markets, um, and that's why the territories are so defined. And then anything that's done on a on a global basis is really the league in, in terms of how they go out and distribute. Uh, but wherever we can find opportunity, and so VGK Worldwide was a was a, an, an, an example of that to further our brand outside of our territory without. Uh, stepping on the uh, you know the rights of the other 31 teams in the league, then you know then we're going to do that. Um, unfortunately, the the announcement today still is very much uh, locked into our you know within the territory. Uh, but we're going to continue to push out VGK worldwide. We're going to continue um, to to you know produce content on our website that fans from around the globe can can follow and and uh, it's fun. You know, I, and not almost not a day goes by that I don't. Uh, you know, hear a story of someone saying, well, I was traveling in this remote location and I saw someone in a Golden Knights hat. Um, I literally this past weekend was in Cleveland and three times in the airport someone said to me, go Knights, go. And I had my Golden Knights Stanley Cup championship hat on. And, uh, and again, that was in Cleveland, Ohio. So we know we have fans all over. We're going to continue to build on them where we can. Uh, but we also have to work within the, you know, the structure of the league that uh, that we're in. And and uh, we'll see how it evolves as we go forward. I know in other, a few other leagues like the NBA, um, they're starting to uh, find other ways to allow teams to, to market uh, and monetize uh, their brands outside of their territory. So, for example, in markets like China and Australia, um, teams now have limited rights to go do sponsorship deals in those areas uh, around the globe. And, and all of that is, yes, it's uh, sponsorship and revenue development, but it's also fan development uh, as part of those relationships. So it's it's happening, uh, and I think our league will be uh, right there as well. And when when we get that opportunity, uh, much like we've done in terms of uh, VGK Worldwide or what we announced today, we're always going to try and be on the front end uh, of the market and the opportunity. Uh, you know, just being a, a, an innovative company like we are. Chapman's question actually reminds me uh, of a, a good point in the sense of. People outside the Vegas Golden Knights territory could stream Golden Knight games uh, through NHL Center Ice or that that platform or, or it, Korea or, that, or but, but that's but, a great point. And I should have here, mentioned that but, there but are other people, tools to yeah, do that. Yes. But people here couldn't. Yeah. Now now yeah. now they can. So it's 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 now where the the actual local fans are on an equal uh, footing. Uh, one question uh, on uh, Nighttime Plus: Will there be an access to uh, Booble's poems? Uh, because you're you're, you're you're quite the poet, uh, will, will will there be a channel for that? Uh, there, uh, you might have to explain to everybody what that means, but um, you can do that after we get done today. The, uh, no, we won't be archiving any of uh, any of my uh, poems. They're that, awesome. Uh, he does a great job putting it, tying it all together. I want to hear one. It, it was great, especially during the pandemic. It was like, I don't know how many days you went. Uh, you, uh, it was 44 straight days, yeah. yes. Oh, wow. It, it was unbelievable. <laughs> um, and did you accept Chapman's apology? Oh, of course, yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, we, you know we're, we're not harborers of... Uh, of uh, negative tiv- negativity. We stay, stay on the front end of, of all things positive. So uh, we're, we're all good. Mistakes happen. Script Sports, the new television partner, and now with Viewlift and Nighttime Plus is a huge, uh, huge step forward uh, to give the fan base uh, even more Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I'm really happy and uh, and impressed with what you guys have done, and I can't wait to be a part of it. Uh, you deserve to, to, to take a bow, my friend. 
Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And, Darren, you know what the best part of all this is? Uh, it, separate from the fans and their ability is they're going to get to see the people that they love, yourself, Shane, Dave, Ashley, Gary, Darren Elliott, um, Derek Inc., like the whole crew is back. And, uh, and, and, and at the end of the day, that's what matters most is that they're going to see all those familiar faces that they've seen for the last several years, uh, which is really the best crew in sports. So I uh, can't wait to get it going again. should work out just fine as long as you didn't let Gosher anywhere near the technical side of it because he has no <laughs> clue right. what's going on there. Uh, thanks, uh, my friend, uh, and congratulations again. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. There's Kerry Bubbles, the president of the Vegas School of the Knights, and has uh, one launched Nighttime Plus. Mm-hmm. I wanted to surprise you guys with Kerry's appearance on the show. Yep. I think that was an effective surprise, considering Chapman was what do you want, want? Uh, on the on the phone. I didn't say what do you want. Who are you? Who's this? Who's this? Who's this? <laughs> no, it wasn't with a smile. Who's this? Well, I'm yeah, laughing no, now no, because because who's you know. This? Yeah, I didn't know who it was. Well, I, I, okay. So if we go back to right before the surprise was revealed. Yes. I said, Mallard's texting somebody to call in. Or Mallard's texting somebody to listen or whatever. The yeah, case. you I said mean, to listen. Yeah. yeah. And My then, computer was fouled up. And, That's and what I was then, doing. No. And then, then and then I, the and, tip should have been we're back at 5.03. Well, we're back at 5.03. And then Mallard's clear across the room from the phone. And he's the one that alerted you that somebody was Well, yeah, calling. because I can't see the phone from where I'm sitting. You're that being seven said, inches yeah, but, away but from the phone. It's not in you, my... You tilt your, your head two degrees. Yeah, but usually I'm looking at you or Ryan, so... We were in a break. We weren't even talking to one another. What do you guys think of my surprise? That was a good surprise. That was a good surprise. Nighttime plus. Yeah. That's very cool. Everybody around the world could stream Golden Knight games. Yeah. Except people here. Yeah. And now we can. It's my biggest complaint every single year is that I, I know that I live inside the territory, but I'll tell you what, I like being able to stream a game when mm-hmm. I'm out at, at a game, a road game, whatever it is. I like to be able to like have when you're when my, you're doing on location, yeah, right? Uh, pre-game, intermission, yeah. post-game. I like to be able to go through certain plays, rewind. Thank things, you. I and, do the same thing. And I can't do that mm-hmm. until right now, this moment. Like it's awesome. I, I'm so so excited about a streaming option for people that live here. From a practical point of view, yeah. this is big for you and I. Yeah, because 100%. when I'm on the set at T-Mobile mm-hmm. or Studio 31, I can't have producer Taylor rewind and show me three plays that I want to look at. Yeah. But I can scrub through a streaming platform and and look at the plays and get right back to it. It's And that's just the practical side. Yeah. The, the, the fan awareness and exposure is light years ahead of uh, the impact of uh, on me. And and I think your point, you know, to to carry that you you've got people out of market that are able to stream. Now you've got people in market that yeah. can stream. Anybody that wants to watch a Golden Knights game has the ability to do it now. That's amazing. This was a priority. Yeah. You when when the new television partner was announced with Script Sports and, and our friends back in the spring, it was let on to everybody and acknowledged that there was work towards this. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure whether it was going to happen, hopeful, mm-hmm. but to be able to do this before the season, before game number one, uh, and and offer this up, 
I, I can't wait to, to see. And then there's going to be to see the reaction to it. And then there's going to be other elements uh, to get uh, get you out. Instead of going to just the web page, uh, VegasGoldenKnights.com, or uh, uh, the, the different aspect, the NHL homepage, you can go to Nighttime Plus mm-hmm. and get – it's a one-stop shop yeah. for you and your Golden Knights uh, content. I just think it's cool that now fans – Outside of Vegas, like Reno and Salt Lake, thanks to the deal with Scripps and, and thanks to this this you know app that now they can watch these games because I had no idea that only a very very small percentage of fans in Reno and Salt Lake and I'm assuming up I-15 could watch the games. I mean, I know the guys and I've never talked to them, but I've seen them in the press box from St. George come down. Well, I don't know if they were even able to watch the games when they were in St. George. The ESPN radio why, guys in St. George talking to them. I should start to talk to them. Yeah. But they, they, they obviously support they not, the team. They, they might not want to talk to you. They, they probably don't. They, one, you're rude to people that call yes, in. Yes, yes. <laughs> and number two, you don't talk to friends from outside well, Vegas. Well, I don't know them, so that I can't call them my friends. But, yes, I will make a concerted effort this year to befriend the guys from St. I didn't know you were so George. high and mighty. I'm not high and mighty. I just don't I, – I don't know the guys, so I can't be like, hey, guys, let's be friends. You know, I want to talk to them. You, you have no issue – Introducing yourself and saying hello to people. No, no, but I, there are our, our paths crossing is is not like frequent, but I have seen them on the list of the press box. The guys from ESPN St. George. Mm-hmm. So this year, next time I see them, I'm gonna I'm gonna, walk up to them. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a concerted effort to talk to them. We're up against the clock here in this first segment. Uh, we we're not gonna have time to play all the audio from no. today, so we will uh, make uh, an executive decision and come back with uh, either Bruce Cassidy or Kelly McCrimmon. And uh, let you hear uh, the two people that uh, are have uh, their fingerprints all over this this roster and this uh, title that uh, will start to be defended uh, on October 10th. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered one timer score. It's time for one timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Thanks to Kerry Boobles for joining us. Calling up cold. Didn't tell anybody in the studio Kerry was calling up. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't let anybody in on it. And I think we succeeded in, uh, in, in that because Chapman put his foot in his mouth. I'm a little disappointed. And Nighttime Plus available for download right now. I'm a little disappointed that nobody phoned during the commercial break just to lay out the phones to make Chapman answer the phone. Good point. To see to see how he would use his experience to his advantage. Yeah, we should um, we should have like a like a word that that gets dropped at some point during the show. And for fans, and I can I just can throw it. it out there on X. It's just a situation where you hear this word, you call Chapman, and you see how he answers the phone. Yeah, just say hi. What's well, going on? Well, now that I know, no, I'm no, not going to. No, no, no. I'm not going to no. answer the phone. You'll no. forget about you're, you. You're like a goldfish, and oh, you don't. On. And you're not like hanging on every single tweet I send out there. So That's true. It, it'll be. I mean, it'll be fine. I got Clouseau over here. I thought we weren't doing that. No, no. There, there's. We determined that there's nobody in this day and age that is Clouseau. Let's get to day one of training camp. Three groups, 9, 11, 30, and 2. Mm-hmm. It'll be the same thing tomorrow, same thing Saturday. And then the team will play its first preseason game Sunday on the road against San Jose. 
Uh, but today was the first day. Not a lot of system work, uh, but really high tempo, all three groups. And uh, at the end of the day, Bruce Cassidy spoke. So uh, one-timers today dedicated to the availability of the Stanley Cup champion head coach, Bruce Cassidy. Good, good to see everybody. I uh, saw a lot of the guys trickling in the last, whatever, two, three weeks here and there, but to see them as a group, nice to be back on the ice, back to work. You mentioned last year, obviously, you don't know a lot of the guys. This year, most of the core intact. Is that kind of a pressure? Yeah, it's just easier to, you know, you've started building relationships, right? And we'll continue to do that, but uh, there's a lot of familiarity. There's certainly some new faces here from um, other organizations that we'll get to know, but in general, yes, uh, all the guys that played for us are pretty much back. Um, we'll see how that plays out, but even even for the medical, everybody, right, for me last year, so it's just just easier. Even you fellas huh? and ladies, it's nice to, you know, have built a relationship. Uh, well, I know I know a bit about his career. He's had some success in this league, scoring goals and, and uh, playing good minutes in Anaheim. What we like about him, he's a big-bodied guy that uh, gets to the net. He scores his goals uh, usually from the top of the circles down. Um, you know, he had a good junior career and was on a good path and had played some good hockey in Anaheim. So when a player like that's available, you know, we had internal discussions. We have some young guys we feel are ready to take the next step in Cotter, or Fia, those types of players. But <clears throat> here's a guy you get, I guess, for lack of a better term, a free look. And in his case, he's probably looking at, well, I mean, it's a legitimate chance to, to make a hockey club um, and a good club. So sometimes a guy leaves a certain organization, comes to another one, and um, things go well for him, and other times it doesn't. But we like his pedigree. Um, Dom Ducharme worked with him years ago at the, one of the World Junior teams. Our people have seen him a lot because he's in the West. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. Well, I believe that's our goal. Uh, we're here to win a cup. So are 31 other teams. I mean, they might not come out and say it overtly, but I think we feel like we're returning a lot of players that give us that opportunity. Uh, we're in a good sort of age frame right now where it wouldn't just be this year either. I would think, that, you know what I mean, there's a number of years contract-wise. All those things are bode well for us. So um, we feel we're in a good position to repeat. So, I mean, I said it at the time sort of tongue-in-cheek. Um, but you're asking me now, I feel we have as good a chance as anybody. I'd come out and say that. I'm not. It's not being arrogant. I, that's just what I feel about our team, uh, where each player is in their career and where we are as a team. Um, but until you get out there, it's you said it's wide open. Um, we're in day one, but like I said, I like our chances. Well, you have a better idea. I have a better idea what it takes now. I mean, I was close once, and so were a number of other players here. Now that you've had an idea, then I think it it does allow you that part of experience to draw on. Um, I, I'm not. I'm just looking at it as like that would be my goal every year to go into the year 
with expectations to be competing for the Stanley Cup. Usually starts as you're a contender, that's a playoff team. So that's our first goal. Let's keep building our games to give ourselves a chance to get there. And once you're there, it's, it's you know, it's, I don't want to say wide open, but to a certain extent, it is wide open. <clears throat> Usually you're a pretty good team if you make the playoffs in today's game. So, um, but I also, like I said, I like what we have in the room. And uh, it's still very early, but I'm uh, going to be positive about it uh, until the team or, you know, there's a reason not to be. And uh, right now we're, we're in a good frame of mind. Well, it's day one, so we put guys with familiar player, you know, players. Not all our guys are going to play every exhibition game, so these reps here are important for them. Eventually, you have to look at some players. Um, how are they going to play if we use them? And you know, like uh, that haven't played a lot. Um, some of the guys that did well at, at the rookie camp, eventually, we'll say, okay, does a Brisson? How does he look with a? You know, an Eichel, for example, a, you know, a, you know, or Steven, any one of our, you know, we have elite centermen. So, how is that going to play out? How would, you know, he he, he complement those players, and then go through the list of those types of players. But <clears throat> we thought we'll do something simple at first, get guys back in the comfort level that they they left, and then as training camp goes on, we'll move some pieces around, yet still get them playing together because those most likely will be the lines to start the year. Um, why? Because of the way they finished last year. They finished pretty well, so we're not going to mess around with it. But we will also want to know what we have with some of these other players that weren't here and how do they complement some of these top guys. So there'll be a little bit of that from day to day, and some of it might be from exhibition game to exhibition game. So um, that's our plan going in, and we'll see how it plays out. Bruce, have you thought about the goaltenders and all the Sparrows? you think you're going to have a starter? Is it going to be more the hot hand? Well, you know, Logan and Aiden have the, you know, are, are ahead of obviously Patera. You know, Vickman's a younger guy. So, how we d divvy up their starts? Well, let's get through training camp first. I mean, Aiden had an injury, finished very strong for us. As we know, Logan started very strong for us. He's an all star and, and had an injury that didn't allow him back into the net. So, let's get them through camp healthy. Um, and then we'll make a decision. Um, who's going to play a little bit more, if it's going to be sp split equally. I can't tell you right now um, how that'll play out. I mean, they're, they're, how they play will determine a lot of that, yet we're not playing one guy 60 games, I can promise you that, unless we there's some crazy reason we have to. But will one play more than the other? That, that'll be decided down the road by how they play. I don't think one will play a lot more than the other at the end of the day. Uh, if they both play to their abilities. It's just, it's not necessary, and they're both good goaltenders, so we don't need to do that. <clears throat> well, Paul deserves that. He was the most veteran of the guys. Um, and then we'll see it. There's a little bit of a comp internal competition. I mean, there was a little bit of that year with last year with Howden and Amadio. Those They had finished the year, and you had to sort out who's ahead of who. Um, and that's what they'll do. They'll have to determine who's ahead of who. And I can't tell you opening night right now who's going to play on William Carson's left wing because there will be a little bit of, you know, that'll sort itself out in the next 17 days or whatever it is. 
Um, and hopefully they push each other, and it's a tough decision. Uh, but that's what we want. We want internal competition. We want tough decisions. Um, and go from there. I don't know what else to say on that, that I can't promise you who it'll be. Um, like I said, I'm sure at some point or other they're all going to get in, but who are we starting with? I'm not sure yet. <clears throat> Is there a dollar-for-dollar dollar player Well, I'm not going to look at the dollars because, you know, that's not how I judge ice time or whatever. You know, who, who deserves to play will play. Um, Barbershev comes in as a real good player for us. So if you're counting him, he wasn't here at this time last year, but he was. So who's going to slide into his spot? If, you, if you're saying Carly and Amel, well, we kind of just talked about that. There will be a little bit of competition there. Can Paul do any, everything that Riley Smith did at his age? No, and we don't expect that. Riley's a pretty accomplished player. Um, but Paul was a pretty good player for his first year last year. Pav came up in limited role, was a pretty good player. We have Comtois, we have Brisson, we have some different choices in there. Um, so I think we will be able to replace that position with good hockey. Will it be exactly like Riley Smith? Um, well, I'd be disrespectful to Riley to say that. But who knows? Maybe someone will take the ball and run with it and be able to replicate his numbers and his value. Um, that's our job to make them get better as the year goes on. Uh, we didn't have Barbie to start last year, so we feel we have an advantage there uh, with his play from day one. So I think it balances itself out. <clears throat> Bruce Cassidy, his initial media address on day one of training camp at City National Arena and different camp than a year ago for, for Bruce. He's getting to know everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's in the rearview mirror. He he knows the people that are asking the questions today. He knows his staff. He knows uh, the, the players and by and large part knows what they can offer or hopes to see some progress down the road. But he was, if you listen to that closely, you got the real sense he was lighting the competition mm -hmm. the competition to be carlson's winger yeah the competition for howden to come back and do what uh, he was able to do the competition and goal uh who's going to play more depending on on how you play mm -hmm. uh, uh he was he was very i don't know whether it was obvious to you that when you heard it but I think that was a conscious decision mm -hmm. in, in how he phrased a lot of it. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think for for Bruce and, and really for, for any hockey team, you want everybody driving each other to be better. And especially as defending champion, right? Especially as defending champion. So, you know, you, you look at the work that Brett Howden had done. You look at the work that Michael Amadio had done. You look at, you know, Paul Cotter getting the opportunity at least day one alongside William Carlson. And you bring in a player as on a PTO like Max Comtois, who's as accomplished at the NHL level as he is. Uh, I think you're trying to stoke that because you need that competition to keep you moving forward. Yeah, Comtois, two-time World Junior participant. Yeah. Led Anaheim in scoring during the shortened season yeah. when the divisions were all mm -hmm. yep. you played within your division. Uh, a player that performed very well against Vegas over his time in Anaheim. Yep. That could be... When you talk about potential, mm -hmm. that could be, and he's a big body. Big, big yeah. Uh, that could end up being one of those acquisitions where halfway through the year we're thinking, how did, how did that ever happen with Anaheim? Yeah, it's it's really it, it's possible, right? And I think that a lot of that has to do with Max Comtois, what he's able to do in camp. 
um, and you know what he's able to do should he turn that PTO into a contract for the Vegas Golden Knights. But um, he has the potential. He's got the raw talent. You see it. And, and you mentioned his size. That was the first thing that I noticed. Like being in the room, watching him walk in, I, I was taken aback at how big of a body he actually is. We're going to play Kellen McCrimmon later on. Okay. Not today. Yeah. But be, for one big reason. One, well, two big reasons. Okay. He was great. Yeah. His talk about what he did with the Stanley Cup. Yep. And, and uh, what he saw with it. But the other one is because you asked a question today. I did. Ryan Wallace grabbed the mic. He asked a question. I was proud of you. And Thanks, it, was buddy. Good, it was a good question, too. Thank you. It was, it was really good. Uh, we've got uh, catching up with Chapman next as we say thanks to Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery for bringing us one-timers. We've got Nighttime Plus going on the phone right now. And you can watch like all of Chandler Stevenson's goals from last year. Oh, no way. Different things like that. All of Mark Stone's goals. Some of the days with the cup. It's awesome. It's right there. It's on my phone. Uh, Chapman. That is actually really, really cool. But... Something we talked about before, and I just want to add to it. I feel like this team does a really good job of, of being the villain. I feel like it's something they should lean into. Like, just go full villain mode. Lee Orchard, who is the Golden Knight, comes out and he does the, the pregame ceremony and he fights the bad guy. How about a role reversal where he becomes the bad guy? Like, that would be really cool to make the team just embrace being the bad guy. Make the fans in places like Edmonton and, and Winnipeg and Dallas and San Jose. Make them hate you more. But because the, because at the end of the day, you're more successful than those guys are recently. But then who? what happens to the Golden Knight? Well, he could still be the Golden Knight. He could just be the bad guy. The Dark Knight. Well, no. The Dark Knight is already taken, but... but you're telling him to embrace the dark side. Yeah, being, being, embrace being a bad guy. Like Anakin Skywalker. Can, can he went you, all in. Can you, like... Can you actually be the villain with McDavid and Dreisaitl? I feel like they're more the villain. Like, I, I don't know how you could do that here. I, I feel like there's more fans around the league, and especially in Canada, who want to see McDavid and Dreisaitl win more than the Golden Knights. I just don't know how you do it theatrically and with the with the team and, and the, the name, the Golden Knights. Well, I mean, who made the rule that gold has to be good? Well, I, I, I mean, this team reinvents everything. They 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 are so good at, at innovation. So listen, if if you're writing uh, a, a book, a novel, I think you're on to something. When when it comes to just <laughs> the, the hockey team and the, the fan base, we we still want to be. I don't know. The good people. Be the bad guys. I, Papa Lou chimed in, said people in Minnesota, listen. giving him gruff over wearing his VGK stuff in Minnesota over the summer. Lean into it. The Golden Knight's not going to come out in a cloak. Oh, it'd be like, so on. cool. It'd be so cool ridiculous. if he had the ha-ha-ha-ha. Like, that'd be great. I think Lee could do it. Seriously, ha, I love ha, your... Ha. I, I'm not making fun of you. I love your imagination. I try. It's a, it's a different take on it that I never really... Uh, looked at. Embrace it. Be the bad guy. The bad it's guy's not cool. going to happen, but no. I, I I like what you're doing here. The bad guy's always cool. The heel in wrestling was always much better than Hulk Hogan. He always you know, rooted against Hulk Hogan. I rooted for the Canadian Hogan. earthquake. Less less <laughs> less villain and more phone manners. Uh, next Wednesday, <laughs> opening game of the preseason. Give us a call right now. Caller number 7, 702-876-1340. And we will give you four tickets.